five, four, three, two, one. Let's go. It's so, so true. I'm the storyteller, dropping the realness from my experience. HS in the building, me and boundaries, we ain't never been friends. Yeah, it's the logical genius. I don't think you're ready for this knowledge I'm about to drop. You are now listening to My Five Cents. My Five Cents. My Five Cents Podcast. And welcome, welcome once again to the My Five Cents Podcast, the family debate show where we talk about everything and nothing, and everyone knows that I am right. How y'all doing this week, fellas? Good. Really good. Really good. Good, good, good. I mean... People should be feeling good, especially about the topic that we are going to talk about today. And the topic for today is if you were given $10,000, how would you utilize it? And the reason why we came to this topic is President Joe Biden is giving out forgiveness. He is giving out money. He is giving out $10,000 for people that have college loan debt. And we have a very, very special guest that's going to help us talk about the topic and really try to sort this thing out for us. And this person is a financial coach, and she started her own business, uh, Fiscal Fitness, back in 2008. Since then, she's coached over a 1,000 people on getting out of debt and the various options and strategies for student loans, including repayment options and how to stay motivated while paying them off. She has a bachelor's degree in finance. She has a master's degree in accounting. She's been featured on CNN Money, USA Today, MSN Money, US News and World Report, and Yahoo Finance. She's kind of a big deal, people. Welcome to the show, Kelsa Dickey. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. I'm excited to be joining you. Good, 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 good. So, Kelsa, I need help. <laughs> we all do. We all do. Right? I need, I, I, that's what this boils down to right here. I need help. So, I mean, President Biden has uh, released this initiative, and I know that it has kind of solicited, like, thoughts. So, what am I to do? Where do I go from here? What is next? You actually already did the first step, which is great. You just acknowledge that you might need some help and you might not know what you're supposed to do, which is great. So you already did the very first thing. Uh, this stuff can be pretty complex. It can be a little scary. I know one of the questions we keep getting is like this for real. Are you sure? I'm skeptical, all of that. And so, you know, I think really the first thing is just sort of acknowledging like, hey, I don't want to navigate this alone or let me, you know, figure this out with somebody else. This is real. And not only is he giving $10,000 to people with student loan debt, federal student loan, but if you took out or if you received a Pell Grant, excuse me, uh, when you went to college, then you actually are eligible up to $20,000. So double that. Yeah, 20,000. And I know I received a Pell Grant when I went to college. Um, A Pell Grant is given to people who experience the financial need. So they come Mm -hmm. from a true uh, financial hardship of some sort or a family background that has a financial need. So the idea there is that if you experienced a financial need, likely you needed more student loans than somebody who didn't. And so that's why they're giving um, the initiative sets out $20,000 instead of 10,000, which is amazing. I think it's incredible. Well, one thing to clarify, I think people people think some people are confusing it like as if they're getting money, right? I mean, technically you are getting money, but you're giving it 
right away, right? Basically, what it is, and, and, and maybe this is something you could clarify for our, our listeners, is th the program is erasing your debt, right? Your 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 college debt. You're you're not you're not gonna get a check where they're cutting you a check, and you're oh maybe I'll pay off my debt, maybe I'll do something else with it. No, no, no. It's a limiting debt that you owe from your your tuition, from your your education. That is accurate. So if you have a federal student loan, it will actually be applied directly to the balance on your student loan. Mm -hmm. So for the majority of people, they actually, um, it's like 50% of people owe less than $10,000. So their balance that they have is likely just going to be uh, completely forgiven or completely canceled. Now, I will say um, that you could potentially get a check actually. So some people will. What? So if that's what I was about to ask next. <laughs> <laughs> how, how, how yes. do people get these checks? Yes. Let yeah, me, we let, want let these checks. Tell know. us. You got the ears you, perking. If you were one of the people who continued to make student loan payments during the pandemic when student loan payments were not required, mm. um, you are eligible to receive that money in a refund back by way of a check, actually. Mm. So if you are eligible up to $10,000, so if let's say right now your balance is 5000 but you continue to make the payments during the pandemic, you will have the 5000 will be canceled. And then the other amount up to that other 5000 will also come back to you by way of a refund. And that wow. is if you are eligible for 10,000. If you're eligible for 20,000, you could even be getting more back if you continue to make the payments during the pandemic. So are you saying that like, say I got it down to $3,000, you're telling me I don't get the other 7,000 back? If you that's if you made the payments during the pandemic when you weren't supposed to, they will refund you that portion. So let's say you owe three thousand now, and then you paid three thousand dollars down while you were during the COVID, you would get that three thousand. But the other four thousand dollars, you would not get back. Oh, okay, thank you. And that's certainly part of the frustration, the rub, the yeah. you know the stress for some people, the anger, if you will, um, if they paid their student loans previously, and maybe they feel yeah. like they worked really hard to do that, and mm -hmm. they sacrificed things in order to be able to do that, and they it can very much feel like this is unfair, like they're not getting something that other people are getting, and there may be you know some resentment and you know frustration around that which is justifiable of course yeah, yeah that that was actually my ne my next my next comment like i paid off my stuff like can i get something i'm not making over 125k yet can i can i can i get a little a little something something is there anything for us <laughs> is there anything that the people who who did sacrifice worked two or three jobs and and paid our taxes and paid our school loans and and did what we're supposed to do not carry debt yeah I did the same thing. So I graduated with $30,000 in student loan debt and paid them off along with my husband. And um, here's what I will tell you. Here's what I'm telling myself is that we aren't going to receive anything from the government, but what we received is a lot of other things in return. So the feeling of pride of paying them off, other opportunities mm -hmm. that we have now been able to afford or have been presented to us during that length of time. So I paid up mine off like 15 years ago. I imagine how, month, how much wealth I've been able to create or other income generating yeah. opportunities and those types of things that I've been able to afford and sort of take advantage of during that time that I would not have had if I had not gone that route, that we've received benefits in other ways as well. I will also say, and this might be a little hokey, but I do believe this to be true. I believe this is going to lift so many people out of stressful financial situations, people who will then 
do really amazing things with that money, whether that's start new passion projects or launch new endeavors and that sort of thing. And I think in that sense, I choose to believe that we will all indirectly benefit from this in some sense. So with this initiative, like, do I have to do anything? Do I have to like follow someone on Instagram? Like, how does this happen? Or does it just magically like erase fill and it's off 20 pages worth of forms you know. yeah do i have to fill out some forms like how does this yes. work what are we doing i mean shameless plug i will be giving constant updates about this because i'm sure there will be constant changes so you should totally follow me at, at coach kelsa on instagram but um no in in all seriousness the first thing you should do if you have a federal student loan is figure out who your servicer is so like who actually has the loan currently mm -hmm. the best way to do that you've got two options you can go to studentaid.gov studentaid.gov or you can pull your credit report so the credit report website that i like to go to if you don't have access to a free one sometimes credit cards will offer a free credit report that kind of thing if you don't have access to that you can just go to creditkarma.com credit with a c karma with a k it's totally free um and you're pulling it, so it's not going to, you know, dock your score or anything like that by you pulling your credit score or credit report. And you can see who the servicer is. You'll want to update your contact information on your loan to make sure if they need anything from you that um, you can provide that to them. They can talk to you and that sort of thing. There will likely be an application process. The Department of Education says that it will be available by the end of the year. So we'll keep an eye out for that. We'll be posting that again through our um, website and all of that as well as updates come out. And then the other thing is that if your loan is already with the Department of Education, so if it is already at studentaid.gov, if you have been on an income-based repayment plan of any kind already, um, which a lot of people are, millions of Americans are, then you actually don't need to do anything. It will be automatically applied right to your balance. Now, one thing I do recommend people do right away is take a screenshot or download or print or something like right away, whatever your balance is right now, even on your credit report. I mean, we're talking, uh, you know, 60 million people. So there is likely to be wow. a glitch somewhere in that. Hopefully not too many. Yeah. Hopefully there's not too many errors or mistakes. And it is the government. But the government has their fair share of glitches. Absolutely. Every, I mean, it's, you know, we're talking about people, right? Human, yeah. human people. So like, it's going to happen. There's going to be some errors, but um, so take a screenshot that way when, if a credit is applied later, you really can compare and make sure that you receive the full benefit that you are due. Also at studentaid.gov, you'll be able to tell if you received a Pell Grant or not as well. I know a lot of people are like, I have no idea if I received a Pell Grant. Keep in mind, most Pell Grants are not $10,000. Most Pell Grants, and it really depends on when you went to school, yeah. they could be anywhere from you know $2,000 to $5,000 and that sort of thing. So it does not matter the amount. If you received a Pell Grant of any amount, you will receive that additional $10,000 amount up to whatever your balance is, is what I mean by that. Some other countries have they pay higher taxes and as a, as a benefit, they get like free healthcare and free college education uh, or free education period. Do you think that something like that would ever work in, in the U S? Oh gosh. Um, I mean, I, in some sense, I wish, I mean, I think an educated society is beneficial for so many reasons and whether that's college or trade schools or some sort of like craftsman, I, I don't think it necessarily has to be like a four year degree program. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, I, 
I wish it was easier. I have no doubt that the cost of college and universities and sort of postgraduate schools in our country are, we're at a breaking point. This problem definitely needs to be solved from many angles. This is just one of them, providing immediate relief for people who have been um, victims of these predatory loans and that sort of thing for the past 10 years is is necessary, but it also needs to be addressed from a lot of other perspectives, the cost of college. And there are initiatives coming out. There's 12 states right now that have in-state tuition essentially free for four years, which is amazing. They're definitely like going in that direction, which I think is good. I think in the state of our political climate right now, I think the idea of like paying more in taxes might not go over so well these days. Um, And I, I do think that kind of brings me to another point, which is I think we all pay in and into things that we don't directly benefit from all of us do. Um, And I think it's like simple things. If you were to ask yourself, you know, if I, if I drive a car, does a person who bikes to work every day, should they be resentful towards me because they, their taxes go towards roads that I then get to drive my car on sort of thing. Right. Um, And so we, we all contribute to public schools, even though you may not have children that go to yeah. that public school, right? Sure. And it, because it makes our community better mm-hmm. sort of thing. And I, I do believe that this initiative will, I imagine how many people are working a second job and not having dinner with their families at night because they're trying to make these student loan payments or mm-hmm. not starting side hustles or um, pursuing passions or just even just the weight of feeling as if they can't make any progress in life because then how stifling and suffocating that must be. Um, I really believe that this has the potential to, you know, lift up a lot of people. Along those lines about, you know, who should be paying for education, I think, and this is one of the reasons why we, you know, having you on is great is that, you know, when you're going to college, you're, you're a teenager, right? 18 years old, 19 years old, especially and you mentioned it for yourself, I was the same way. I paid for, for college myself. You know, my parents didn't have the financial needs to, to pay for me. I had to do loans and, and mm-hmm. Pell Grants and financial aid, fastest form every year. And and at that point, you're you're signing for loans that you have no idea what, how it's going to impact you five, six years down the road. What's one advice you would give to like for the, the potential college student uh, about financial aid and about what, what they should learn about it? Yeah, my story is very similar to yours. I didn't know anything about going to college. I was a first-generation college student. I was at my friend Megan's house one day in high school, and her mom asked me what colleges I had applied for, and I must have looked like an idiot because I had I was like, huh, what? None? Yeah. I don't know, kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, God bless her. The next time I went over there, she had college applications for me. She had the FAFSA form. She had little flags on it of like where my mom needed to sign. And this mm-hmm. was just not a conversation that I grew up having in my yeah. family. Like you know, where you're going to college or any of that was just not prevalent. I am so thankful for her. I went to college got a Pell Grant, had a little bit of scholarship, and then the rest was student loans. And I remember every semester I would get what was called at the time a refund check, right? Yeah. So what would happen is they would apply your uh, school grant and all of your uh, scholarships and student loans to the tuition. And then whatever you didn't use for tuition, they would just literally cut me a check. I was 17 or 18 years mm-hmm. old and they would literally give me you know, a $3,500 check at that age. And you know, I had no idea that that was like money I'd pay back later kind of thing. And yeah, um, 
Because we no definitely idea. had some ballers from the oh, hood in college there, just like, yo, I'm going to get these new J's. Yo, I know some a few people there that were spending that oh, money. Got money back? Ooh. Yeah. And, what? And oh, I need that I refund known, money. Had I known, it would have went right back into my, my loans, my student loans, right back in. I wouldn't have totally. touched it. I, I had no and, clue. I had no clue. And this is where I think there's so much sort of shade that gets thrown around about like, oh, these irresponsible college students and that sort of thing. And I guess in some sense, like maybe I was one of them, but I really didn't know any better. And I I truly believe that I just did my best to be Mm -hmm. like, I'm on my own for the first time. I mean, I was surviving. I didn't have parents that I could go back and say like, Hey, can I get gas for a car or anything? You know, like some other kids did. Um, I really feel like I did my best. And so I, I always think about like speaking to that person who I was at that time, what would I have needed to hear? What would I have needed to know kind of thing? And I, I wish in some sense, I want to give you like a very specific strategy yeah. and like, Oh, just be smart about it. And that kind of thing. But I really, my, my advice is just do your best and always do your best. As soon as I graduated college and got a job, I then I learned better and I did better. Right. And I kept doing my best and I continue to do my best today as I learn more. Um, I do think hopefully as a society, we've, we're getting smarter when it comes to these student loans. Like we've realized that we cannot keep doing this. So I hope that high school kids and parents and that sort of thing are smarter now going in. Um, I would say my advice for them is to to be strategic about it. And that is really, if you are going to go to a school that is $100,000 a year and you have no, because maybe it's a private university and you're paying out-of-state tuition, but you just are convinced you're going to this you know, university, what will your income be on the offset of it? What will that be? How will you pay that back? Really try to think through like, what will my payment be? What will I do with these loans and that kind of thing? And and simply try to be strategic if that actually makes sense to do that, if that makes sense. No, perfect sense. Yeah. yeah. It does. It does. It does. So um, before we transition to the next uh, segment, I do have a question that's not really on topic, but where are you from in the world, Kelsa? I'm from Michigan originally. So you might be hearing that accent come out every once in a while, but um, I'm in Phoenix. In Phoenix, Phoenix, Arizona. Okay, so I have yes. a question. Have you seen this guy before, uh, HLS? Have you seen the habitual line stepper? I need to know because in previous episodes, HLS has definitely bashed someone from Arizona there. Someone Tucson. from Arizona was coughing in, in his food and all, all of this stuff. So I just want to make sure that you're not that person from Arizona. Definitely not, but that was not me. But you know, those Tucson people, you got to be careful of them. So. Thank you, Kelsey. Thank you. We're here. You're picking up what I'm putting down. Tucson. Tucson people love Tucson, man. So don't, I'm going to get some hate mail. I'm telling you because people from Tucson love Tucson. Oh my goodness. It's all love Tucson. Please don't go after our guest. Yeah, we we, love she's Tucson. like family. Yeah, yeah, she's like family to us. All right. Hashtag all right. All love. So, the topic for today, because uh, HLS did make a, a good point as far as not everybody got the $10,000 and we definitely didn't want to get into the politics of it all and so on and so forth. So we gave everybody 10000 and we asked the question, if you were given 10000 to utilize, what would you do with that money? And Logical Genius is going to explain to you the next segment of the show. All right, Kelso. We're going to have a little debate. I know what to do with the money. HLS thinks he knows what to do with the money. So, so Juve wants to do something with the money. He just doesn't know what to do with it. Help me. 
But we're going to give our five cents on what we would do with the $10,000 or what we should do with the $10,000. And you, being the financial guru that you are, are going to decide which of us has the best list. Now, we want uh, you to pick who goes first. And once we provide our list, you get to decide who finishes in third place and who is the first place victor. We don't care about second place because HLS, if you're not first, you're what? Second? <laughs> HLS, everybody. HLS. HLS. He's, here, he's here all week. Yeah. You're not first, you're last. So we don't care about second place. We just care about third place and first place. HLS, well, so go ahead and explain what is the criteria for judging. Yeah, so the rules for judging, it's super complicated, uh, but I think you could get it. Sophisticated. Right? There are no rules. None. Nada. You may like the fact that I've been to Arizona, and that's the reason why you think my list is the best. Oh, my God, Tucson. Uh, you, you may think that the list is the most practical. You may think that the list is most fun, but you get they, to decide. You get to, to decide. So what we want to know is who would you like to hear from first? Oh, I feel so nice today. So, so, so Juve, I'm going to let you go last because you don't actually know what you want to do. And I'm going to see if you get some ideas from everybody else. And maybe that will help your answer a little bit. Okay? Help me. Yes. Uh, the logical genius, you seem the most confident. So I'm going to have you go first. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Usually when I go first, I finish first. Just uh, so you might have, <laughs> you might have picked the right thing. So I'm going to take people on the journey, right? $10,000 to some people may not be a lot of money, you know, the, the, the one percenters, whatever, but to a lot of us, $10,000 is a lot of money. And being the financial guru that you are, I'm going to approach this based on the stages of your life, financial stages of your life. I've been through these stages. Uh, I was rock bottom and now I'm in a good place. So let's start at rock bottom. The very first thing you should do is pay off any high interest debt that you may have. One of the biggest things that people don't realize is that they can charge things or maybe they do and they just ignore it. I charge it and I'll pay it later, charge it and I'll pay it later. That's fine and dandy. But what people don't pay attention to are the interest rates that they may have on these credit cards. And some of them are, you know, the APR is 27%. Some of them, the APR is 5%. But what you want to do is find the highest interest rate that you have and pay off as much of it as you can, because the goal is to get yourself out of the red, right? And progress yourself into into the money. So now that you've paid off some of your debt, now you have some change, you have some breathing room, you want to build on your, your money, right? So one of the easiest things that people do and people, and I didn't realize this, which I regret, but the first few years of my job, I didn't realize I had a retirement fund that was funded through my job. So one of the things that you want to do at number four is put money, if you can, towards your uh, retirement fund and strengthen your retirement fund right? To build up your wealth. So now that you've, you know, got yourself out of debt, you've invested in your retirement fund. If you own a house, people don't realize that when you invest in renovating a kitchen, your bathroom, it brings up the value of your home. And, and that money is your money, right? So increasing the value of your home is money that you're investing in yourself and that maybe you can refinance or maybe you can sell the home and get more money for what you paid it for. So reinvesting into your home. At number two, you reinvested in your home. 
You paid off some of your debt. You've invested into your retirement fund. Now it's about growing some more money, right? And some people are scared to do this and are afraid to approach this. But stocks. Put money into stocks, right? You can have long-term stocks, short-term stocks. And some people are like, well, I don't know because the stock market you know, is up and down all the time. Yes, that's true. But historically, the stock market has been on the rise since even going back to the Great Depression, right? Um, even going back to 2008 when, with the last financial crisis, the stock market has been growing. It's been, it has its peaks and valleys, but generally it's growing. So long-term investment stocks are, are a good bet. And at number one, for someone who is in a good financial place, right? They, 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 they got their debt paid off. They strengthened their retirement fund. They made home improvements. So they did all that already. They, they've already invested into stocks and bonds. The number one is splurging itself for me would be to buy a Rolex. Now here's why I specifically say a Rolex. Wait, no Luke dancers? No, you're buying a Rolex. Here's why. All of it is about building wealth, right? And a Rolex is a luxury item, right? It's, it's something personal you wear. It's not, it doesn't really do anything. It tells time at the end of the day. But a Rolex has a crazy, crazy resale value. A Rolex can average anywhere from $7,000 to about $10,000, $14,000, even $75,000. But if you can get your hands on one, you can easily flip that and sell it for double the price of what you originally paid for at retail. So it's, it's not only an investment in yourself because who doesn't like to have a nice watch and a luxury watch and you're like, oh, I got a Rolex. So it's, you know, it's not like buying a Mercedes or buying a luxury car where it automatically decreases in value as soon as you drop, drive it off the lot. Rolex has increased over value over time. And what you've invested in is, is a luxury timepiece that you can wear and show off to your friends like, yeah, I'm, I'm good. I'm successful because you want to treat yourself right for those who've worked hard to get themselves out of debt. You want to you want to treat yourself, but treat yourself in a way where you're continuing to grow your wealth. So the number one thing for me is buy Rolex. And that is my list. Who do you want to hear from next? That was a very good list. Very Thank good. You. I'm not sure how anybody can possibly compete with that, but I guess HLS <laughs> will have to try next. <laughs> so let me tell you, Gossip. I'll admit P's list is, is, was, was solid. There are some things that I had to make some last minute changes to my list because he had some things on mine that, on his that I have in mind. But I'm a man of a certain age, right? I have a little child. And college is expensive. So why would I want to pass on the burden of paying for school onto my child? So the first thing I would do if I had 10K is open a 529 for my child, a college plan. So I can alleviate some of the burden so we could do this genera generational wealth thing. So she's not starting her new life bogged down with debt. 529. If I had 10K, another thing I would do, reinvest in myself. Maybe I'll go back to school. Maybe I'll go back to school to get my master's. Maybe I want to get a trade. Maybe I want to start a new business. I need to reinvest in myself. Number three, I worked hard all my life. Sometimes you got to treat yourself. I wouldn't buy a Rolex. I'll go on vacation. I'll see the world. I'll make new connections. I went to Brazil a couple of years ago. I think, wow, maybe 15 years. And me and this guy still talk to this day. If I ever had business to go to do in Brazil and Rio, I'll call him first. Reinvest in myself. Take mental health is financial wealth. Go on vacation. Take some time off. Treat myself to something nice, but not a watch. Number two, 
pay down debt. I don't have a lot, but I'll pay down. I want to get that monkey off my back. Pay down debt. I have a mortgage. Pay that down. Car payment. Pay that down. One less thing I have to deal with. And number one, because I'm a man of a certain age, I want to retire soon. I would put more money to my 401k. Man of a, man, a certain age means he's old. He's old. Just say, I'm old. I'm an old man. That's, that's all you have to say. That, that's what we're doing right now? Ageism. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Any way he could win, he's going to try to. Definitely. That's, Kelsey, Kelsey, that's my five cents on what I would do if I was lucky enough to get 10K. All right, Kelsa. You saved me for last. You know what they say, what they do about the last, right? We save them for last because they are the best, right? Absolutely. So Every time. <laughs> she doesn't believe that at all. <laughs> <laughs> My list, when I say number five, it isn't that it is the first thing I'm going to do. It is the lowest priority that I have. So at number five, I am taking a Groupon vacation. <laughs> a Groupon? Vacation? Yes, I'm going on Groupon <laughs> like I did today. I saw that there was a nice deal to go to Puerto Plata, Dominican Republic for $80 a night. As was mentioned, COVID was a very stressful time. There was a lot of stress on the mind. Stress paying off this loan that you no longer have. You sometimes have to enjoy the simple things and just go somewhere. So you go there to refresh, to get your mind right. For, okay, now what am I going to do with the rest of this money? Number four is pay off debt. As Logical Genius kind of stated earlier, with the loan piece, it's not that you're just given $10,000 just like that. Of course, for this game, we've done that. But really, it's you're canceling debt. So what you should do is that money that you were paying towards that loan, put it on the next highest interest debt that you have in your portfolio. All right. So that money still isn't yours. Pretend like you're still paying that school loan, but put it towards the next debt to get yourself a little bit more clear. Number three. And I, I know that there's a lot of uh, disclaimers on YouTube. I am not a financial advisor. Uh, please don't take my advice. Don't, don't, don't sue me. Any of that stuff. OK, so I'm saying that right now. <laughs> Invest in Pioneer Natural Resources or Lumen Technologies or Simon Property Group, or Annalee Capital, some REITs. And the thing that these three things have in common, they are dividend stocks, right? So the up and down fluctuation of the market, if there's a high yield on the dividend, you know, stick with something that's kind of safe in that regard. Number two, put a down payment toward a house. If you don't have a house, if you do have a house, put that towards some renovations. You want to get, uh, get the value up, as much as possible, you're investing into your future in that regard. And the number one thing that I would do is not tell my significant other that I have 10,000 because it's good as gone if I do that. That's it. It's a wrap. Forget it. It's like it's like hitting the, the bankrupt on the Wheel of Fortune. Like, yeah, don't. Yeah, that 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 right there is my five cents on the topic. Take it how it is. But that right there is the list. Oh boy, I don't know about that one. <laughs> don't tell your significant other. Why are you keeping secrets? Are they significant enough for you to keep secrets? Or they must Did you listen to this episode? I'm going to be in timeout later. Oh, don't worry yeah. about it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the, is the topic things you don't tell your, your, your significant other? 
potentially. <laughs> so what's going to happen next here, Kelsa, is we're going to have an opportunity to do what we call cross-examination, where we get to ask questions of each other. You as our host are allowed to ask questions of us as you try to determine and deliberate on who is in third place and who is in first place. So HLS, would you like to go first? I would. I would. I, I want to talk about this this Rolex. I'm ready this, to educate. I'm ready to educate. I mean, Rolex are nice watches. I, I can't deny that. But doesn't it lose value the more you wear it? Nope. So how sway? How sway? I know this is his cross examination, but how? No, but by, by all means, we could tag team this guy because it doesn't <laughs> make any sense. Rolexes are very hard. There's a waiting list to get a Rolex. That's why I say it's it's if you can get your hands on one, you can get your hands on one. Even the lowest value ones, like seven, eight thousand dollars, you can flip it immediately on the market. You get 40 percent of the value that you additional value of what you sold it for. It's a hot item. It is a sought after item. And it has a big enough luxury name, a brand name that people are seeking it. That's why there is a waiting list for it because you can't just roll up into, unless you're famous or, or, or a millionaire or billionaire, you can't just roll up into a, a Rolex authorized dealer and say, give me that watch. No, sometimes the waiting list is months, sometimes it's a year. Trust me, I know, I tried, I'm, I've been on the waiting list for one. <laughs> and that's the reason because I, 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 like, I personally like watches. But the resale value, and it's not just Rolex. There's a lot of other luxury watches that are there where you can buy it and double the price immediately. Okay, so now you're changing your story. You're not. You're not. Talk, you're talking about a watch, not just Rolex. Because no, I mean, I'm talking you, about Rolex. Hublot, I'm not changing the story. I said watch. Rolex specifically. I'm just giving an but, example of that. Rolex isn't the only one, but I would do a Rolex because Rolexes are in the lower price range of a luxury watch where you can get with ten thousand dollars whereas other luxury watches you cannot buy with ten thousand dollars because they cost thirty thousand dollars but they'll resell for eighty thousand dollars so logical genius have you ever dropped a watch or damaged a watch in your life no never ever nope oh don't lie to the people i don't don't. i've never i would never lie to the people because they're my people i would never lie to them i've never dropped a watch or damage on top of that there are rolexes that were made that were old that are not functioning and they would still sell for thousands of dollars off of the original value. Oh, I don't know about that. Yeah, I don't know about this is, one. Is, it, is this because it's just the name Rolex or because the quality of a Rolex is really worth it's that both. much I mean, Ro- Rolex is Rolex has a, a great brand, but it's also the quality and the craftsmanship. So it's it's something about owning a Rolex, right? It's, it's considered like, I made it if I got a Rolex. It sounds like the Rolex, you like it for the resale, the look of it, you love watches, but yeah. also there's like a status something in there is what it represents for you it's that you are actually going to yeah it's, like you're, it's you're investing something. in yourself you know i agree that if, if again my my list is based on stages right you've gotten past the i'm in the red i'm struggling <laughs> i've gotten myself out of that I'm, I'm successful i got myself out of debt now I'm, I'm making money i'm investing i'm continue to invest but i'm also going to invest in something that i want that i like a personal item that i want and that potentially could also make me money if i decide that i don't need it or want it anymore I think we need to validate this information going on here. What do you have for cross-examination, Logical Genius? HLS, Sosa Juve. Sosa Juve, let's start with you. Sure. Don't tell my significant other. Continue to get me in trouble. Let's go. (laughs) I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm going to get you in trouble. He's good at putting your business in the street. Yeah, I mean, because... All right. So you're getting this $10,000. It's supposed to... You know, from your previous four, 
make your life better, right? You go on a Groupon vacation, you pay off debt, you invest in stocks, down to any sort of house, right? But you don't want to tell your significant other. That's going to that's gonna ruin the previous four. Like whatever, whatever <laughs> four things you did to make your life better, that one is going to just nosedive that, 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 that feeling of happiness and success because they always find out whether, you know, you're, you're in a relationship with a man or woman, your significant other will always find out, oh, how'd you pay for that Groupon vacation? How'd you get the down payment money for the house? How'd you pay off that debt? You say you didn't have no money to, to, buy, me, to buy me some shoes. Now you're saying, you now all of a sudden you paid off your, your $10,000 credit card? Explain. Oh, of course I'll explain. Logical genius. If I do that first, the other four don't happen. So at least the way that I said it, five, four, three, two already happened. And once she asked those questions, it's already paid off. That debt is already paid off. Like, we already went on vacation. My wallet's empty. My wallet's empty. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's over at that point. But if I go with number one first, that's it. The other four just do not happen. <laughs> Okay, so Zojuv, is she going on the vacation with you and is she getting the benefit of the house you're putting the down payment on? Absolutely. 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 I don't know how no, you it's not, I'm not going renegade and hey, I'm going to Puerto Plata and like, you know, by myself. No, no, no. I'm not going I renegade. Know. I don't know how you're gonna you're gonna achieve this without telling her. You had no money, all of a sudden you can go on vacation. Where'd you get the money from, babe? You know, I've been doing I a lot of Uber. You. A lot of Uber. <laughs> <laughs> Uber, Uber has just increased since, you know, oh, COVID you as a, a, I bought a Rolex and I resold it and I got extra money from that. That's what you tell me. There you go. And, um, I don't really have anything for cross-examination. I really think that everybody had some good advice there for you, Kelsa. Did you have any cross-examining that you needed to do before you make your decision? I'm curious about number five and number four from the logical genius, because when you talked about number four, you emphasize the 100% return on your money if they match it. Mm -hmm. And likely that 100% return is higher than the high interest credit or debt that you might be paying off. Mm -hmm. So I'm curious why you wouldn't do them in reverse order. Well, uh, again, uh, the, the, the way I approached it was a journey, right? I, I, I think for me, and, and this worked for me, um, I think it would work for a lot of people, is I think seeing yourself in the red hurts, right? When you see that you owe so much money, I mean, I was at a point in time where um, I, was, I was looking at my bank and I'm like, wow, I have a, a couple hundred dollars in my bank account. And I was literally living paycheck to paycheck. And this was like me first moving to New York you know, pursuing a career and not getting paid that much, but I still carrying over the debt that I have from college. And part of me was like, I can't look at this anymore, right? I, I have to see progress. I have to see progression. The, the, I get it. You know, the investment is you get the money back, you know, retirement fund and you get that money back in, but that's impacted essentially down the line, right? In the future, when you retire at the age of 65 and a half, or if you decide to take a loan against your 401k and use it to buy a house or a Rolex or whatever, right? But I think you need, need, seeing that, having be able to see your debt decrease and showing progress does a lot for your mental state and your morality. And that's why I had that at number one. And that's the progression. You start there and then you build your way up to getting the Rolex. Yeah, I think you're touching on something that I think is really important, actually, when it comes to money, which is that oftentimes people look at only the financial calculation part of it which in that case, your number four would actually go before number five kind of thing. But in reality, 
the emotional impact yeah. of our decisions weigh on us just as much, if not more, but we don't, we, it's not a tangible figure we can place yeah. on it, but it is just as important. So I just was curious. No, I, I'm thank you for letting me clarify and elaborate. <laughs> I, was, I was crying back then. Thank you for bringing those emotions back. Thank you for bringing, because I was telling yeah. you, I was like, oh, I got, I got $100. HLS wants to go out tonight. I got $125 in a bank account. I don't get paid until another seven days. I don't know. Yeah, that is uh, that is stressful, stressful living. So we are about to pass the stress over to you, Kelsa. It is judgment time. We want to know who is in third place. Third place. Third place is Sozoju. Unbelievable. It's the Groupon vacation. You get $10,000 and you go on a Groupon vacation? Hey, I'm trying to be frugal. I'm trying to be frugal with my money. Groupon? <laughs> uh, I'm not going to lie. I would do a Groupon vacation too because I would I would stretch that $10,000. Yeah, I got to stretch that 10. I got to stretch that 10. I could do five Groupon vacations probably. Does Groupon still do vacations? I thought they stopped after COVID. So, so you just saw one the other day. Yeah, I just so, saw $80. I guess so. plata. I guess so. plata. <laughs> oh, All man. right, Kelsa. Drum roll. Drum roll. Okay. We want to know number one. All right, this is really hard. Uh, but my pick for number one is HLS. Ooh. What? Ooh. <laughs> okay. Made his Can't, year. You oh, and then I say man. why. I get to say why. Oh, right? Yes, of course. By all means, Kelsa, let these guys know why I am the champ. <laughs> I mean, the log logical genius definitely had the most logical answer for sure. The most practical. I felt like you might have been like playing to my financial coaching status a little bit, maybe playing into that, possibly trying to butter me up a little bit, maybe. Not sure if that was your intention. No, but in reality, what I really liked about HLS's answer is I felt like your answers were focused on what you value in life. So your child, um, let's see, what else was it? Reinvesting in yourself, treating yourself, but also the practical, but it just felt like very much about what you value in life. And I think ultimately that is what my answer is of what somebody should do with the money is like what they value most in life. You feel me, oh, Kelsey? Kelsey. You, you feel yeah, you, know, you I, think, him, I think it's the you, Arizona connection. Yeah, I was gonna say, are you sure you're not from Tucson? <laughs> I, I, it seems Tucson, like you're from know. Tucson. You're gonna have Tucson water. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> so, Kelsa, what we did is we went and we asked the people the same question. And logical genius, go ahead and give us what did the people have to say about the topic at hand? Yeah, what was right, popping on the we socials? Hit up, we hit up the socials and we got some feedback. And um, there's a lot of things that were overlapping from what we said. One thing people said they would travel, right? They would they would spend money on traveling. And I think, you know, I think that comes down to where you are in life, right? A lot of these things depend on where you are in life. If you're in debt, maybe you shouldn't travel. But some people said traveling. Others said pay down their mortgage and, and, and try to lower that, that, that mortgage down, pay it off quicker again, because again, it's the same process of getting rid of debt. Another thing is, I guess it's on along the lines of traveling, it's splurge buying, you know, buy something for yourself, treat yourself because you worked hard and it's okay to reward yourself when you can. Um, there's nothing wrong with that. The other would be invest in your kids' education. HLS touched on that. That's an investment in your future and their future. So that's never a bad bet, um, right? 
And then the other one, the big one that came up a lot is invest in stock or try to invest it to grow it and, and, and build it up. And, and specifically stocks, bonds or whatever, as opposed to just having it sit in the very, very low, less than 1% savings account currently where it's not really doing much. So try to grow your money by investing it into stocks. And that's the people poll. So Kelsa, two things. First thing being, what would be your five cents on the topic at hand? What would you do? What would be in your top five? So a little asterisk is I would set some money aside for taxes because if you're getting $10,000, you're going to have a tax bill on that money. So Mm. just a little note for everybody. If you're playing this game, you do have to think about that. Um, Yeah. uh, Same with the student loan forgiveness is that there is possibly a state tax implication. So just something to keep in mind. Okay. So I would put it towards my values as well. So the first thing that I always think about is how can I free up my time? I'm doing things that I don't enjoy. And one of the things that I don't enjoy is cooking personally. I do not like cooking. <laughs> However, as a power lifter, I eat six times a day. So I cook and eat a lot of food. I would hire a personal chef. Absolutely. Wow. That is the first thing I would do. Probably enjoy eating so much more. It's like the sandwich someone else makes you is tastes better than That's the sandwich, <laughs> sandwich you make yourself. Isn't that so right? weird? 100%. Isn't that so weird? Same ingredients, but that deli sandwich just be hitting. It's be hitting for real, right? Imagine every meal you eat every day being that way. I think that would be incredible, um, and all the time it would free up. Okay, so that's the first one. The second one is expanding my mind, and I have always wanted to learn a second second language, and so I think I would invest in hiring a tutor or somebody to teach me a second language. I don't know which language though, so I need I might need to outsource that and gather some ideas. Um, I would take care of my body in some way. We are in the process of building a house in Michigan to spend the summers there instead of in Phoenix. And I would absolutely outfit the garage with this amazing home gym. If I got $10,000, it would be amazing and sweet. And I would love it. Fourth is quality time with my family. And I would buy a boat for the Michigan Mm. house because it's on a lake. So we would be able to spend the days on the lake and jumping into the water and going skiing and all that kind of stuff. And then fifth for me is really just sort of the expansive mind and cultural things. And so travel would be a really big part of that for me. So investing in trips. Hey, if you want to learn about language note, just a little tidbit, you probably already knew this. I didn't, you can't go to Brazil speaking Spanish. It doesn't work. I tried it. (laughs) <laughs> they don't speak Spanish in Brazil. <laughs> oh my gosh. The, yo, when I tell you arrogant American, arrogant American, I, I, I mean, I, I thought it was Spanish. thank I God I pulled up that Rosetta Stone like for the last two, three months because I don't know how far we were going to get in Brazil depending on HLS and Spanish. <laughs> I, I thought it was Spanish. I made a mistake. They speak Uh-oh. Portuguese. Good to know. Good to know. So thank you for sharing that. What did you think about the people's poll? Do you think the people's uh, people got it right? Yeah, I, you know, I think there's no right or wrong answer when it comes to money oftentimes. And I think that is actually one of the biggest mistakes that I think we make with money is that there's a right or a wrong way to do things. And there's oftentimes not. So I think if you feel like you are advancing your financial advantage in life, in some sense, if you are making your life better today, if you are taking care of the things that you care most about, like your family and that sort of thing, then I think your answer is probably right. If those are the things you're, you're doing with the money. 
Yeah. Thank you. Mm -hmm. I think really the idea and that the reason I love this question so much is one, allowing yourself to actually dream about this, right? I mean, how many people actually allow themselves to do that and think about what they would do with $10,000. And I do think that is one of the biggest benefits is that people are feeling hope for the first time in a long time because of this and thinking about these things, which is great. And then really the question is, were you intentional with it? I think the worst thing you could do is just blow it and like not think about how to make your life better or easier or simpler or how it could advance your life in some way. And so you, then you have that immense buyer's remorse and regret and all of that. And I think that would be a a travesty. So I think is if you're being intentional about it, which all of you were, you all get an A plus in my eyes. Thank you. Thank you. So Kelsa, if there was someone like me out there in the world that needed your services, how would they get in contact with you? Yeah, you can uh, go to our website, which is fiscalfitnessphx.com. I'll say that again, because I know it's not the easiest one, but fiscalfitnessphx.com. You can also find me on Instagram. I am Coach Kelsa. I share a lot of powerlifting stuff as well as financial stuff. So if anybody doesn't mind the uh, the weightlifting and the training and that kind of thing. but um, So those are probably the two easiest places to find me. All right. So follow her, follow her on the Instagram, please, people. Uh, Kelsa, I want to just thank you for being a a guest on the show. Your decision making is quite questionable, but we do appreciate (laughs) you coming on to the show. I'm going to go ahead and say good night to the people. Logical genius. Go ahead. Say good night to the people. Oh, man, I feel I feel disappointed, but I'm happy for HLS because, you know, it doesn't happen too often. Doesn't happen to us. Listen, I told you guys when we started, I'm the people's champ. And I proved it today. I got the dub. I got the W. (laughs) I got the belt. Thank you so much, Kelsey. All I have to say is a broken Rolex is right twice a day. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. It's right twice a day. Twice a day. Twice a day, a broken Rolex is right. (laughs) And and Kelsey, go ahead and say goodnight to the people. Good night. Thank you so much for having me on. This was so much fun. Good job thinking through your answer, everybody.